Welcome to Behind the Writer, the podcast about what the heck happens after you finally finish that novel. I'm your host, Julie Vade, and I'm here with my fellow indie authors to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and publishing a novel. Today, I'm joined by E.L. Lee. Anything involving storytelling, art, and tech can catch her attention. By trade, she's a programmer who develops games. Her passion for writing stemmed from video games and books, and they've played an astronomical role in her life. Ever since she could read, she was always fascinated by immersion and escapism. In addition, she loves reading, obviously, baking, trying new restaurants, exploring, and binge-watching anime. E.L., thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast, so I'm excited. Oh, awesome. I was just reading over your website before we started, and I love your website, by the way. I like how you have so many, like, like the story, like your uh, characters, I mean, like the character profiles for your book, and you have all of, like, your interests in the shows and books you watch and stuff and your video games. So I think that's really cool that you have all that. <laughs> and I like 90% of the stuff that was on there. And I was like, wow, we're going to get along right Yeah, <laughs> glad you like all that. I, I thought it was helpful. So yeah. So let's start by um, telling us about your book, so Realm of Hope, you have published, right? And it's supposed to be a trilogy? Yeah. So Realm of Hope is an action-packed fantasy epic about these descendants of powerful warriors throughout history and members of these powerful bloodlines banding together to save their realm from falling into darkness. So like, that's kind of like the short (laughs) version of it. Most (laughs) elevator pitchy way possible. (laughs) But yeah, it takes a lot of inspiration from like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy and Avatar The Last Airbender and Percy Jackson and Marvel. And yeah, it's very action-packed, very world-building heavy and lore-heavy, and it reads like a video game. Um, I've been told it reads like an anime, or, or like I've been told that it reminds them of D&D or some type of tabletop RPG, which is amazing to hear. So Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So I read that you... It started out as a screenplay, right? You said it was a comic, and then it was a screenplay. So what kind of made you want to turn it into like a novel? So there's a bit of uh, backstory here, I guess. So I've been writing my whole life. I've been writing little comic books and drawing them all out as a little kid. And this extended all the way up to um, when I was like a preteen. And I started getting into Kingdom Hearts and mm-hmm. I really liked it. I really wanted to write a story that was inspired by that in Final Fantasy. And so I wrote these little comic books I actually still have them at my parents house fun to like just look at them over and again and seeing how much it's changed but yeah um so I was writing these comic books and eventually me and some childhood friends we started writing screenplays together and we started writing these little um comedy skits little tv shows little short films and that brought me to the idea of hey what if I write a screenplay for uh, Realm of Hope and kind of based on these comics, but um, a lot changed 
in between um, when I started those comics and when I thought of writing a screenplay. And I was like, wait, this would work well as a video game. Why don't I write it as a screenplay for a video game? Because I'm like, I've never seen this done before. Why don't I try it out? And so I wrote that. I spent like a whole summer writing it when I was like 15. And every like summer after that, up until college, uh, my junior year of college, I like wrote another screenplay that is also like intended for a video game that's um, taking place in the same universe, but in different time periods. So they're all like interconnected. And I mentioned before that I'm a programmer and I work in the game industry. Well, um, I first got my game industry internship in college and that's when I learned just how hard it is to create a video game. And just <laughs> yeah. like all of the resources, all the manpower involved. And I just thought, hey, maybe some of these things would be better off just written as a book. Um, you get more characterization in a book and certain levels of writing um you can't get as wet like as deep into it as um in a as in a video game screenplay because you're only seeing what is on the screen but when you have a book you get to see the character's thoughts and more about just how the character's internal (laughs) monologues work and things like that so i just thought hey what, what if i just adapt every single screenplay into a book trilogy. And that's kind of how Realm of Hope came to be. So I published uh, Realm of Hope, which is technically that first one third of that screenplay that I wrote. And the next book is the second, uh, like the two thirds of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I feel like um, you probably know way more about this than I do. But um, yeah, I feel like in like a video game, you might you're definitely not getting as much of the personality because like, if depending on the type of game, like the player is like making choices of what does the character say in like certain situations. So yeah, I definitely feel like you'd be missing out on a lot of that character development in like a video game setting. Yeah, because like in a video game, a lot of it's just dialogue and things like that. And as much as I love having Realm of Hope in book form, I can always like dream about, hey, maybe someday this could be a game or maybe this someday this could be like an animated series because a lot of the fight scenes kind of play out that way. Like they almost have like a cinematic element to it. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Isn't, um, wasn't the Witcher books first and then it was a video game and now it's a show so you could get all of it. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of inspiration for that. I was like, hey, it's possible. We know it's possible. It's an inspiration to us all. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> all right. So, and your books are YA, right? Yes. Um, young Adult Fantasy. Mike's like kind of toes the line between Young Adult Fantasy and like New Adult Fantasy because the characters mm-hmm. are like 17 and they kind of age up to 18. So it's kind of like the odd middle yeah. of the two. Um, but... Yeah, I grew up reading a lot of young adult fantasy, and that's the genre that I always liked reading the most, um, as I feel a lot of them have, like, character-driven stories with amazing fantasy yeah. worlds, and I was a huge fan of Rick Riordan growing up, and he and Lee Bardugo are some of my favorite authors. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the line between young adult and new adult is very, very hazy. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's definitely... It could go either way, it's fine. <laughs> 
Let's talk about your characters a little bit. Is there anything that's like important for you to be portraying in your books or themes or character traits or what's kind of important to you to have in stories you're putting out there? Hmm, that's that's a pretty good question. Um, <laughs> since I write primarily uh, character-driven stories, I love character complexity, character growth. Um, I like breaking stereotypes and subverting tropes expectations to keep one keep people on their toes and two it just makes it interesting (laughs) also like having these characters being unique and fleshing them out and i love having parallels and contrasts between characters um i really like ensemble casts because i'm a sucker for Mm -hmm. interaction so a lot of my are planned to have just bigger casts because I, I like just pairing people off differently and, um, and giving them different types of witty banter and things like that. In terms of messages, I'd have to say that one of my favorite types of messages to portray in writing is that there's no black or white morality, and that's a huge theme that plays out in Realm of Hope and extends quite a bit in the second book, which I'm really excited for. Nice. When is your second book coming out? Do you have that um, like announced yet? <laughs> I don't have it announced just yet. It's currently being edited. Um, so I'm, I've been okay. going over edits with my editor and things like that and all sorts of feedback. So it's kind of hard to say right now as I yeah. tend to take a while with editing. Um, I try to polish my book as best as it can possibly be. I'd rather not rush the process. So sure, yeah. taking breaks because editing burns me out for sure. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping to have it by the end of the year, early next year. Um, it's a little hard to say right now since um, editing is still happening. <laughs> yeah, I guess it'll be out when <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, it'll happen when it happens. <laughs> Do you have any kind of like found family or like any of that kind of stuff in your book? Yeah, I, I'm a huge sucker for yeah. found family. And the ensemble cast that Realm of Hope revolves around, they're all basically all of these, uh, they're called agents. Uh, they're these warriors that have been trained to protect the mortal realm for basically their entire lives. And they're put on the same team since childhood. So all of them are childhood friends. And I love playing off of like those type of dynamics and giving them like yeah. ride or die friendship type of dynamic as friendship is a huge theme, I think. And loyalty is a huge theme as well. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I love that. I feel like you could do a lot with that since they've known each other for so many years. Yeah. They, could, like, they probably got a lot of like things they could poke fun at. <laughs> right. A lot of witty banter, especially since they're teenagers. We, we all love writing yeah. narc and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, for sure. So what has your process kind of been like? So how long did it take you to like actually write the book, the first book, and then like editing, like how long was the editing? Like what kind of was the whole process like for you? So for Realm of Hope, uh, since I I guess like my situation is a little bit unique given how it was originally written as a screenplay. Yeah. Certain plot elements had to be changed to better fit being a novel to keep up with the three-act structure and the fact that this is only one-third of a screenplay. So it was our, like the whole plot was outlined already and then I just had to adjust some of the things. So I had to outline everything. It took like a few months to do that and kind of brainstorm ideas and try to figure out how do I go from being a screenwriter to someone who writes a novel 
um, trying to learn like the nuances of that. And so the actual drafting stage for the first draft, I think took me about two months. Yeah. The, I burned myself out for sure. That was before yeah, I, I was discovered gonna say, that's writing sprints. <laughs> and yeah. And then uh, I sent it to the beta readers for a few months and then I did some editing and I then I sent it to an editor. So I think the whole process took about a year, I think, because of all the editing and taking breaks from <laughs> being burnt out and just the fact that this is my first novel. There's a lot of like growing yeah. pains and trying to learn the process. It's a lot kind of coming at you at once. Um, learning how to be an indie author, how to market, how to mm-hmm set up KDP and get a cover and things like that. It was definitely a long process, but I think it was very much worth it. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like the second book is kind of like, maybe like going smoother or like, how is it kind of different on your second book? Yeah, the second book was definitely smoother for me since I was more aware of what I was doing. It did have its own set of challenges as um, sometimes with sequels, it's always a little iffy with oh, how much do I recap from the first book and for the arcs for these characters and storylines carry over, uh, making sure things are consistent, things like that. Um, Since my books are, I mean, technically they're fantasy epics, like I can't really call them fantasy novels due to the word count. Realm Hope takes place in a massive fantasy world and with a large cast and there's a complex magic system so there's a lot of like in-universe rules to keep track of and character consistencies and abilities and things like that so it's also time consuming just to remember all that and make sure it's all consistent so I think that also contributed to how long it took I also work a full-time job so it's also a matter of juggling that um, my second book, I think, took longer to draft because um, I started working full time for Realm of Hope when I first drafted it. Uh, I was just like freshly out of college and um, my full time job didn't start <laughs> until like a few months later. So I had time to just grind <laughs> with the draft. But yeah, I had to learn how to juggle working a full time job and writing at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> tough. There's not enough hours in the day. It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just exhausting. <laughs> how you said, how long is the first book? How many words? What's the workout on it? I believe it was 140K. Oh, wow. Oh, so it's oh, epic because there's just so much to develop and set up in this massive, diverse fantasy world and fleshing out all of the characters and the ensemble cast. Um, I felt that word count was necessary for the story that I was trying to tell. No, that's awesome. Did you ever have, do you have like, um, now some like books have like a list of like characters or a list of whatever they need to have a list of in order to, you know, help the reader keep track. Do you have that in your book or have you ever thought about doing that? Yeah, I have a cast of character section. Um, okay. Book. Yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier to keep track of everything. As I mentioned before, that a lot of the characters are agents and they're part of different teams. And in order to make the world feel alive, I had to create these side characters that are all associated with the agency and with different roles, different abilities. And along with the cast of characters list, there's also a map that I heard some readers were like following where the characters were 
<laughs> at in the map. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I love maps. Honestly, like I prefer to like my own map for my world, like when I'm writing. Cause I'll be like, how far away did I say that this town was from this yeah. town? I'm like looking at my map all the time. Yeah. Cause like sometimes I'm like, wait, was this city east or west of this city? And that's always right. Eve, like not knowing where that is and making a mistake of where the location's at. So I, so having the map super nice. Yeah. No, I agree. So what has been kind of your marketing approach? Like, I know you have your Instagram and everything. So, like, what's kind of your tips? Yeah, so I'm pretty active on Instagram and TikTok. I'm also on Twitter. Um, TikTok's the one that I'm most active on. So I'm often, like, posting every day, trying to figure out the algorithm. (laughs) Yes. Sounds and hashtags. Um, That's where, like, most of my audience is at. So... I've been kind (laughs) of experimenting with it. Um, I've also been trying to increase my newsletter subscribers, created a short story novella, that prequel novella that basically takes the point of view of the antagonist, which I think is pretty cool. cool. And I want to have that as like a reader magnet. It's yeah, I just finished drafting it actually not that long ago. So still need some editing, but I'm really excited to have that out um, as like a reader magnet. I also like having like the little 99 cent sales and stuff on Amazon. And yeah, I guess it's just a lot of networking as well. And just being consistent on social media is pretty key. Trying to post every day can be a little exhausting sometimes though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, especially like, you know, you're working full time, like like you said, like, I can never find the time, nor like, do I know what to post on like, TikTok or like reels or whatever. Like, I don't know how you do it. That's good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Getting you in a day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sometimes I just like create a lot of posts at once and then just kind of post them day by day. And I'll just cross post my TikToks into reels. Yeah, right. (laughs) Do you go to like events or anything like around your area or any of the like bigger ones or? Yeah, I actually went to my first um, event last week. Uh, it was a, I did a reading and a Q&A panel at uh, this bookstore that's actually selling my book. So that was very exciting. Nice. I did like a live reading of my first chapter. And then I have another author event at Barnes & Noble at the end of the month. And I have, I'm planning on going to the Papillon book festival in omaha in september so i'm really excited i'm really hoping to hit up more festivals and other events in my area so yeah really excited it's kind of a matter of juggling when to look for (laughs) those things yeah yeah being an indie author you're kind of working multiple jobs at once you're not just writing Mm -hmm. but you're also editing you're marketing you're creating a brand and you're networking so it's a lot to juggle for sure yeah and like some of the bigger events are they book out like years in advance like i'm pretty sure they're booking like 2025 events you know like now yeah like this is crazy i don't know what i'm doing in 2025 it's kind of crazy and sometimes i'm like how do you guys hear about these events where are you finding Like, luckily, I've been active on Instagram, so I sometimes just see things on people's stories, so I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna fill out this interest form. Yeah, that's the, I usually find it out for people going to it, and then I'm like, oh, well, let's look at next year's. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, but it is very exciting, and I'm glad that there's more events out there for indie authors, and I feel like a lot of the social media and, like, TikTok and the rise of book talk has definitely changed the game with 
indie authors. For sure. I think it's a lot more um, like popular than it used to be for, you know, readers to... There's more of like a let's read indie authors kind of thing as opposed to where it used to be like, oh, it's not going to be good kind of thing. So how did you get your book into a bookstore? That's exciting. Yeah, basically just a lot of networking. I guess just being persistent with contacting the bookstores and sending info about (laughs) the books and whatnot. I get more get get into more bookstores around me as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. Do you just use Amazon or do you also have it on Ingram Spark? Because I know they have more distribution, right? Yeah, I have Ingram Spark. Spark and Barnes and Noble. So, what has been kind of your biggest challenge throughout the whole process of writing and marketing and everything that's going on? Um, I think the biggest challenge is really I would have to say the imposter syndrome. Yep, <laughs> kind of like a daily battle. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of, oh no, why am I like promoting all of this? Or, oh no. Like sometimes yeah. when you're looking at a, like the same manuscript for so long, sometimes you kind of lose sight of how good it actually is. So yes. when I realize, okay, I need to take a step back and take a break from it. I keep like documentation and like an album of screenshots of all like the positive feedback and affirmation I've gotten as an author. And I often nice have that as like to remind myself that, hey, it's okay. This is just imposter syndrome. Like it's all, it's all fine. It's all good. Just look at this doc and feel better about yourself kind of deal. Yeah, I, for sure. I feel like imposter syndrome is like, like a way bigger thing. I didn't even like know what it was. And then I like published my first book and I was like, oh yeah, this is, I did not, I don't know what I'm doing. How am I even an author? I'm not even right. It's not even right. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like such a big issue. It's awful. Yeah, I totally feel that. It's definitely something that a lot of us are dealing with. So it's nice to know that there's always like someone to support you in the author and writing community. And it's kind of like we're always like here rooting for each other. And that's definitely one of the things I like the most about the writing and author communities. Like everyone's so supportive of each other. Yeah, I feel like you can reach out to anybody and they're always like so nice and like willing to help. And like, it's great. I love the writing community. Yeah, me too. It's, it's amazing. (laughs) So what is something that has surprised you either in a good way or bad way um, since you started the whole journey? Um, I did not expect editing to be as difficult as it was. It's often my favorite stage of the process, as that's really when you have to dig deep into your manuscript and look at the edits, look at the feedback and be like, huh, how did I miss that? And just having that degree of creator blindness after looking at that manuscript for so long, it's always, it's always a bit rough. And it's always hard to just kind of deal with and whatnot and I always just remind myself that like the first draft is usually just the skeleton of your story and everything just gets better with revisions like I often think about like all the masterpieces that are written out there and just how many revisions they would have like gone through like obviously what is out there is first draft and basically the only way to keep going and to make your story better is to just keep going at it keep moving forward yeah definitely i i read or somebody said one time that um the first draft is just you telling the story to yourself so i like that too yeah perfect we already talked about imposter syndrome so we'll 
move past that question. So what do you do? Um, like if you get a bad review or if like maybe sales are down or like kind of when there's like, it's not going so great. Like how do you kind of keep yourself motivated and keep going? Yeah. So I actually don't check my reviews. Um, I feel like it's not for me. It's not my place to check there. I personally think that the reviews are more for the reader than the author. Most feedback that I get that is important is usually received during the editing stages. Um, my partner will often look at the <laughs> reviews for me and screenshot anything he finds like it's like important or like a glowing review for my <laughs> affirmations. Nice. Yeah, I, I guess my way of combating batteries is just not looking at them because <laughs> I think once I start looking at them, it'll just be kind of a, like a compulsive way of just me checking them over and over again, and it just gets too distracting. In terms of setbacks, I often just refer to my album of, of positive affrays for my books, and I kind of just rethink my strategy sometimes like oh if sales are low maybe i'll just rethink what type of social media posts i'm posting and just kind of keep trying because sometimes the algorithm is just like that sometimes you just don't get lucky with it and that's totally fine just got to keep going at it <laughs> yeah definitely i need to make multiple people have said that they have like a album of like good like stuff to keep motivated and I need to really get on that because it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that's why I recommend it. Um, what's kind of your end goal with writing? So do you have, you have your trilogy and then do you have like other books that you are, have in your mind for later? Or what's kind of like your goal with everything? I mentioned before that I have multiple video game screenplays. Right. Always in the same universe, different time periods. And From Pop is one of the adaptations of one of the original screenplays. I hope to adapt every single one of those scripts into books. I want to have multiple trilogies available happening in the same universe, and I would love to have some sort of like fandom going on where readers will discover connections between certain book series. There are certain characters and events and bloodlines that are mentioned in Realm of Hope that are actually like foreshadowing things that are happening in other books, well, other future books. And it'll just be super satisfying to see your reader remember certain references and kind of have their aha moment. Robohope is pretty unique in the fact that it's the latest in the timeline. So it's kind of like a welcome to this universe kind of book. It's kind of introducing you to several nations and cultures and bloodlines and storylines and parts of history that will be explored more in other books and I'm just excited to publish more and be known as like the, the author that has all of these books that all take place in the same universe and having like this fandom that'll cheer for me and childhood selves proud and stuff as I've always wanted to publish something for the world to see and yeah I've been fulfilling that dream that's awesome yeah you'll have wikipedia pages in the future of connecting all the dots of all the different books and people will try to fill it all out <laughs> yeah I, I hope so because like sometimes like, people are wondering like oh why is this thing mentioned in realm of hope and I'm like you'll see in a few years <laughs> keep that in the back of your mind there yes <laughs> that's so awesome yeah I need to um 
I'm always jealous of people that can like, yeah, write where it's connecting like to other things like so far in advance. Like I just struggle to have the like foresight, you know what I mean? To like make all that make sense. So that's really great that you can do that. Yeah, for sure. So moving on, we have some rapid fire questions, which I told myself I was going to add more questions to the rapid fire questions and I did not. So (laughs) the same rapid fire questions as always. (laughs) I think we answered. You probably answered like a couple of them already, but I'm just going to ask them again anyway. Okay. Sounds good. First question. What is your day job? So my day job is as a software engineer in the video game industry. Um, I mentioned before that I'm an avid gamer and my lifelong dreams comprised of being in the industry and publishing something for the world to see. So I kind of achieved both. Yeah, you're there. (laughs) So what hobbies do you have besides reading and writing and in your case, gaming? Yeah, so I love traveling. Um, I'm planning on going to Japan in October. I was in (gasps) Europe um, last summer. So I love traveling and seeing the world and taking inspiration for locations in my books. Um, I also love baking and finding cute, cozy cafes and restaurants to explore as I hope to be a Yelp elite someday. Still working on it. Um, I also love doing anything crafty like scrapbooking and I also love kickboxing and Zumba. So kind of a nice variety of interests. That's so exciting that you're going to Japan. I'm going to have to, I'll ask you about it after October because I am planning to go to Japan next year. Oh, wow. So I can't wait. I want to hear about it. (laughs) Um, So what is one of your favorite books that you've read? So I mentioned before that Lee Bardugo is one of my favorite authors. So my favorite book is Six of Crows and... I often take inspiration from it because I love how they handle their ensemble cast and the world building and the magic and the cultures. And it's just amazing. (laughs) Um, So what is your favorite time of day to write? So I love the mornings, which is kind of hard for me to do on the weekdays. But that's like when your creative juices are really flowing after a good night's rest. So I love doing mornings like on the weekends. Nice. Yeah. And so do you listen to music when you're writing? And if so, what do you listen to? Yeah. So the music I listen to often depends on the type of scene I write. I often like to listen to sad piano music if I'm writing an emotionally damaging scene. I love listening to um, video game music or movie soundtracks if I'm writing a cool fight scene or action scene or some epic moment as there's quite a few of those in my books. Um, recently I've been loving the Dragon Age Inquisition soundtrack. It's just so good. Awesome. I could totally relate. I've been into, um, the Legend of Zelda, both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom soundtracks lately. I love, I love those games and I love their soundtracks. Always so I know. It's <laughs> so nice. So what is your biggest pet peeve or trope that you hate to see in books that you're reading? Okay, so this might sound a bit nitpicky, but in terms of pet peeves, um, I have a huge distaste for when a character gets like impaled or stabbed with some sort of weapon and then they yank it out, even though uh, yeah. that makes the wound worse and you're supposed to just leave it in. It always drives me nuts when it happens. You're going to bleed to death. Stop it. I'm just like, Bob, <laughs> you're, you're just re-traumatizing the wound. It drives me crazy whenever I see it. That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. And then what is it, a uh, trope or theme um, that you would like to write about that you haven't written about yet? 
So I've always liked Enemies to Lovers, but I've never written it before. I usually write Friends to Lovers in my fantasy books since I love having found family and ride or die situations and having characters develop their relationships while in those situations and growing together. But someday I'm hoping to branch out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All my rapid fire questions. And next time I swear I'm going to add more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're going into just kind of some of the wrap-up questions here. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out, looking into publishing, or trying to figure it all out? Um, okay, I have a few tidbits of it here. I guess one thing is to just not compare yourself to other authors. Um, everyone has their own author journey, own different types of writing experience so it's it's not a race um there's always mm -hmm. people around who will help you out the writing communities are super awesome they're always willing to help you out and there's plenty of like tutorials on youtube with navigating kdp and ingram spark and all those sorts of things so definitely recommend just looking up <laughs> youtube tutorials for that and definitely learn how to network on some form of social media sticking to like maybe one or two platforms that you're consistent with to build like a presence so yeah those are like some of the i guess beginner <laughs> stuff in terms of advice yeah yeah perfect and so what pro we talked about this but what projects do you have coming up what can everybody expect to see from you soon yeah so i have realm of hopes upcoming sequel i've been working through it with an editor and she's amazing and i'm super excited to bring to the table as i feel like a lot of the setup in realm of hope is paid off and it also reflects a lot of how much i've grown as an author so i'm excited for that and the uh prequel novella that i want to have free for these litter subscribers yeah that's a good idea um to have kind of a freebie i didn't think to do that that's a good idea uh, okay and then lastly, tell us where we can find you, what's your social media, what are the events you're going to, tell everybody where they can keep in touch with you. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at author underscore E-L-L-I. So yeah, it's the same handle for all three of those and I'm most active there. Uh, also find me at an author event at the end of the month at a local Barnes and Noble here and I'll also be at the Papillon Book Festival in Omaha. And if any other events are occurring, I'll definitely be posting about them. So definitely <laughs> keep in touch with my social media. All right. Well, great. That's all I have. Thank you so much. This has been really great. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This is, this is so fun. Thanks for joining me today on Behind the Writer. Make sure you're following our Instagram at Behind the Writer Pod for all the latest updates and previews of the guests to come. We'll see you next time.